Hey guys, welcome to the Boning Soul Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Uh, so, this is the second time I'm recording this intro because, you know, my laptop sucks. So, I'm um, hopefully going to try and make this a little bit more brief. So, let's see. Uh, recap. Recap what I've been doing. Uh, turkey hunting. Okay, so I've only been out there like four, maybe five times. I've seen two hens. One of them was crossing a parking lot as I was sitting there looking at Onyx at the trailhead, seeing if I wanted to go into this one particular place or not. And, uh, yeah, that was it. And then the other one was today. I'm recording this on the 24th of May, I guess. So my season goes until the 31st. It's open till. Uh, but I'm probably going to be done. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back out again because of work and everything like that. So, you know, we go to like next Tuesday. Maybe I could sneak out for a morning. I'm not sure. But, you know, again, I've been relegated just like deer season to, you know, 10 to 2, 10 to 2.30, something like that. 9.30 to 2.30. Uh, midday, hoping for a lonely Tom, lonely Jake. Uh, no such luck. So today I had a great encounter. Actually, I tried somewhere new because every other place I've tried uh, that that historically for the past four or five years has always had turkeys, whether it's turkey sign or I hear them or see them or what have you, they've all been completely dry, completely barren. I haven't seen a single turkey in any of those places whatsoever, which is kind of disturbing because I don't know if it's just because I'm out midday, but even midday, I used to see them. Um, you know, I was only able to get out one morning basically, and I got, I had nothing to show for it, but I'm really not seeing anything out there whatsoever. It's, it's, it's kind of, kind of weird. I don't know if, if, if it's just an excuse or if uh, populations really are down, I don't know, but, um, nothing. So I had an encounter today. I went to a brand new spot, um, that I hadn't been to, and I had an encounter with a, a hen and I heard her clucking because I was actually, you know, it ended up being like just kind of me scouting around. I found a great deer spot. I mean, great, great, great deer uh, deer sign. Not that far off the road, so I'm sure it gets, you know, other. I'm sure a bunch of other people know about it. You know, there's, there's no way that I'm the only one that's like, oh, hey, here's a great spot for deer. But it's just one more thing, you know, one more place that I can add that... Uh, is, uh, is, is potential. A lot of places today that I went today were, were flooded um, that I couldn't get, you know, very deep into. So, you know, that kind of limited, limited, uh, you know, some of my access and stuff. But, you know, as I was kind of walking around making, you know, hen clucking sounds and yelps and things like that, maybe I ended up calling her in inadvertently because I kind of kneeled down. I was, I was adjusting something in my pack or whatever. And then all of a sudden I heard her kind of fire off with, you know, a whole, whole bunch of like yelps and uh, things like that. And then, of course, we got into this like epic like back and forth like 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 rap battle between the two of us. Um, you know, she was pissed. I was calling her names. I think she was calling me names. But it was just a, a lone, lone hen. Uh, no toms came. I was really hoping that the ruckus that, that she and I were making would attract other turkeys in. But no such luck. Uh, that did not happen. She kind of lost interest. She came to about like 30 yards. I don't. She she never saw me. Um, but uh, she you know she kind of ended up like wandering off, and, and and no other turkeys were were seen. I see them in residential areas, of course. I see them by railroad tracks, but not in the areas that uh, that I typically have been seeing them. And it, it's it's really bumming me out. But um, you know, I guess it's not a total loss. I've been uh, I've been stump shooting like crazy when I'm when I'm out there kind of scouting and, and, and turkey hunting because I'm kind of on the go I'm constantly walking because if I don't I don't see anything or hear anything in a spot I'm going because I, I had limited time so I'd you know walk in um whether it's only like you know a few hundred yards or like a mile or two you know I'm like walk 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 you know just move constantly call uh check out places go to another spot go to another spot 
because you know I just I just don't have the time. I need to maximize, uh, you know, uh, just just be moving constantly all the time. And um, so yeah, so uh, nothing to show for it. But doing a lot of stump shooting. I've I took out the uh, the, the the Pacific stick, the ASL. Uh, a few times that that was that's a ton of fun broadheads are flying amazing I'll, I'll do a video on that later on the uh, 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 the Bohoning Soul YouTube channel with with the kind of final setup that I ended up with with for, for arrows um, and by the way I have a review on that bow on on the channel as well if you haven't seen that go check that out uh, it was a lot of fun to make a lot of super fun to shoot I'm, I'm really really impressed with how like um, quickly I, I gelled with this with this bow it's just it's just so easy to shoot um, way more forgiving and way more naturally pointing than I thought it was going to be it's it's like really really blew, blew my mind so um, I've been shooting that and I've been shooting that with broadheads um, I do take a small game broadhead because uh, I'm shooting you know small game with a broadhead now I'm not I'm not shooting with with uh, small game heads because small game heads really don't I mean a rabbit it's gonna work but a squirrel it just bounce off of so I'm, I've been using um, uh, small game heads or uh, actual broadheads for a while now so that when I'm stump shooting I have one of those and I have a small game head but the only th thing I'm shooting the small game head is actually at like rotten stumps you know what I mean so so the broadhead doesn't dig in too deep otherwise I'm shooting you know like into the side of a, of a hill or a dirt mound or something like that um, with my actual broadhead so I'm getting actual broadhead practice just flying super super nice uh, today I actually went out with the Elkhart and same deal uh, same setup on that one shooting a broadhead shooting you know just stump shooting and just I mean I, I'm, I'm really really confident with with how these bows are uh, set up and shooting and uh, no clicker I've gotten rid of the clicker I think the good thing about the uh, ASL was that I refused to put her clicker on that bow, you know, because, you know, quote unquote, air quotes traditional, I, I just refused to do it. So since I kind of dove in and sh shot that bow for like a few weeks, uh, a few weeks, hasn't even been a few weeks, like a couple weeks, um, it's forced me to actually, you know, shoot a bow, you know, like quote unquote proper, you know, without, without a clicker, without any other aid or whatever. And uh, so I took them off all my bows, and I'm doing really good. Even, even if I don't, I'm trying to do the feather to nose, but even if I don't come all the way to the to my nose, uh, I think I've said it before. The the best way, the most accurate and consistent way that I actually shoot is when I'm expanding. Now, whether I expand all the way out and actually touch the feather to nose or not, um, the fact that I'm I'm constantly increasing tension and, and pulling back. Um, when I let go, that dynamic release is, is, is working much better for me as far as like smoothness and, and arrow flight. And uh, yeah, really, really confident with, with, uh, with the, I don't miss the clicker uh, at all. I really don't because, you know, I used to put it back on, I, I take it off, I'd put it back on, but then and I would shoot great, you know, right away. But then of course, like uh, clicker panic would set in like not, not too, not, not too far, you know, af not too long after that, you know, all of a sudden and it just defeats the purpose. So um, I, I, I did clickers for years and, you know, for years and I'm done. I think I'm done with it now. Uh, you know, never say never, but they're off all my bows and they have been, and I don't miss it one, one little bit. So I've, I've been shooting, uh, it's, it's improved my shooting. Um, let's put it that way. So super happy with that. So anyway, uh, on to today's guest, I suppose. So, um, perusing YouTube, like I do and other social media and stuff like I, like I kind of, um, interact with, with, you know, find all our, all, all the guests I talk to is a guy by the name of Luke Parker. Now he is uh, down in Alabama 
and I stumbled, uh, you know, on, on some of his videos and stuff. And one of them in particular was a, uh, a turkey that he shot this year with his recurve. And it's just a super exciting, like amazing, like video. Like you just, you, you just, you just, you, you know, you, you got to watch it. You got to, you got to make sure you go watch it. So um, we, we talk about that in, we talk about that in this episode. And um, yeah, uh, for some reason, um, I have had a... Uh, what do you call it? I've had this um, desire. I don't know why in the back to, to to hunt Alabama. I don't know why. I think I just see people go down there. Maybe it's the longer, uh, the longer seasons. Uh, I I don't know. Just just you know, sketchier deer. You know, more abundant deer. I don't know. I'm not sure. For some reason, I, I that's one of the states that I want to go down to. So I was kind of fascinated because he's from there. And I wanted to talk to him about what it's like to hunt down there and how he hunts and and, and the things that he does and. Um, all, all, all that kind of stuff. So, um, he has a YouTube channel. It's called That's Wild Hunting. And we talk about that as well. He's got other videos out there. He's going to be putting out a lot more stuff. Uh, it, it, it sounds like him, uh, him and another, uh, uh, hunting partner, I believe. He's also cousins, um, with, uh, Parker McDonald, uh, who does the, uh, Southern Ground, um, hunting podcast. So, a uh, bit of a bit of a connection there. So, anyway, so, uh, super awesome guy. Really cool talking to him. I had a great time uh, getting to you know to know more about him and 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 you know all all the stuff that he does and, and the way he hunts and, and whatnot. And that's that's kind of that's that's those are the highlight things for me anyway. That that's really why I like doing this because uh, you know I like learning about people in other places and it was it was a really fun time. So, I guess uh, I guess that's it. Without any further ado, here is my interview with Luke Parker. Awesome. Reporting. So, Luke Parker. Yeah, thank man. Thank you for coming on. Dude, thank you yeah, for so, the invite. Oh, no, 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 no problem. Um, so, we literally, again, we're like talking like for less than, what, two minutes before before this, <laughs> like now, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, you know, just to kind of the quick summation, I was, I was perusing as I always do, because that's pretty much how I spend my time is on, uh, it sounds so janky to say, but on social media, but like, at least like, look, look, you know, trying to find like, like-minded people, you know? For and, sure. uh, of course I stumbled on your, um, uh, some content that you had out there on your YouTube channel. Uh, it's called that's wild hunting, right? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for yep. checking that out, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I thought, okay, cool. So you're, you're, um, I, what caught my eye was this, uh, this Turkey that you shot recently with, uh, your stick bow and, um, the video of that is pretty awesome. Your reaction to it is pretty <laughs> awesome. And I want to talk about all of that. That's, I yeah. mean, that's genuine. Awesome. You know, um, but before we get too far, I guess you kind of just want to let everybody know, you know, it's kind of who you are and, you know, you know, where you are and what you do kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, my name's Luke Parker. I'm born and raised in Coleman, Alabama. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, uh, I'm not any, any sort of special. Uh, I am, um, I'm 27, well, about to be 27, but I grew up loving the outdoors. My dad got me into it at an early age. A um, little bit about family life, expecting a little one here in July. So the the to-do list is a mile long, <laughs> and it seems like we're never going to get stuff done. But, 
um, I love anything outdoors. And uh, I actually just transitioned, was a children's pastor for about 10 years and just transitioned with a guy that I've known for a while, washing windows and uh, kind of doing like a little self-employment deal. So oh, cool. rocking and rolling, yep, and do as much hunting as I can. Uh, a lot of hunting. I tell people all the time, if I'm meeting new people, you know, I, I tell them, hey, I love Jesus and I, I love hunting. It's a part of who I am. It's like a part of Luke Parker. So, yeah, no, that's, um, I, I was, I was watching some of your stuff and, uh, you said, you said like, I, I, I know I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, I'm hip hip to like all, all the different titles and stuff in the church. So you got, I got to apologize for that, but oh, I know, no, um, you were, I saw that you were friends with like uh, Parker McDonald too. And he was like a, like a youth pastor too, wasn't he? Yeah. So he's my cousin. Um, so oh, is, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Parker, um, he was at the same church I was, he, he transitioned in, um, doing his own thing about a year before I did. And so he's mm-hmm. got uh, Southern ground hunting is his, is his deal. And it's on YouTube podcast stuff, which I'm on his podcast, um, usually on Tuesdays, but he is in Texas right now, slaying some turkeys with him and his dad. So but yeah, I, I rag Parker all the time, uh, probably too much because we're fam. This laptop, and it's it's not even that old. And um, yeah, so there. Hang on, there we go. Re-recording here. Okay, so we had we had a uh, we had a glitch, of course, on my end. My computer it didn't shut down. It just completely just shut the program off, the, the Skype off, which is ridiculous. But no, we saved. I'm looking on, on my uh, on my iPhone here which has like 8,000 times the, the capacity, the, the processing <laughs> capacity of this laptop, which isn't even that old. I mean, it's, it's, this thing is such a joke. So if we get kicked off again, I'm just going to do the rest of it on my phone. That's, that's, that's the, the beauty of that app, you know, but it, that's, the audio quality isn't all that isn't as good, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll just keep going. So I think my computer decided to uh, uh, get a mind of its own here when you were saying something about um, how Parker yeah, uh, did, it was was transitioning out of out of his job and and nothing yeah. else worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Parker and I are um, I don't know if you heard the part um, uh, said I I give him probably too too hard of a time sometimes because we're family. But yeah, he he transitioned a little bit before I did, and um, his channel on YouTube on his podcast as well. It's Southern Ground Hunting. So give that a give that a check. But yeah, Parker, he's awesome. He's He's in Texas right now, uh, killing turkeys with his dad. So yeah, yeah, that uh, th- that that dude uh, that dude kills a lot, kills a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he does, man. We were we were ragging each other today in our our group of guys that's um, that's on his podcast, Drew, Adam, and Matt, and uh, something about him him killing this private land bird today, and he. And when he was, you know, skinning it out and stuff, it was just full of corn. And um, and I hunt private and um, public and, and whatnot. But the one that I killed with my recurve, I shot on private. And he was ragging me about sitting in the blind and, <laughs> you know, all sorts of stuff. But, yeah, we, we crack jokes each other all the time. That's the fun part. You got to bust you got to bust on each other. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so you pretty much grew up hunting, you said, right? I mean, you're, you're kind of ate up with it. Was, was it like a family thing or, um, yeah. So my dad, um, golly, I remember taking a trip down memory lane. I remember 
I was, let's see, I, I remember when I was little, little, running around before, like, second grade, shooting stuff with my BB gun, would go just around the yard early morning before school or before I had to get on the bus, and then would hunt when I got home, just day after day <laughs> after day. Right. And remember um, when I when I could go into Tannehill. I don't know if you're familiar with Tannehill shoot. It's just a big traditional shoot that we have here in um, in Birmingham. And uh, God, I don't even know if they still do it. I guess they still do, but it's been that, It sounds familiar. I know that name sounds familiar, but yeah. And I remember, yeah, carry, carrying around my little my little bear bow and a little uh, deer hide quiver with little handmade uh, wooden arrows and would just sling stuff. You know, I was pulling 15, 20 pounds, just <laughs> flinging at stuff. They'd bounce off the 3D targets, just walking around with my dad. But he, he as long as I can remember, um, was just all about traditional gear and um, you know, would shoot compound and make his home, make his homemade long bows and whatnot. And that, that's just where that kind of started is, is through him. And he grew up hunting and whatnot, but he always tells me, it's like, you're at a different level. Cause I, I'm always trying to kill something, shoot something, shooting my bow out scouting It's outdoors is just a part of, like I said, part of who I am, but yeah, he played a big part in that. That that's awesome. So, um, when was um, like when when did you have like your first uh, success? I guess like whether it's deer, small game, um, and and was it always? I mean, was it always traditional equipment, or or did you dabble um, in you know the compound thing? Yeah, yeah. Were... So, so when I was younger, it was all traditional, and then um, <laughs> a few memories that stick out. Uh, because I, I would pick up, I picked up a compound when I was, I think 13 or 14. Um, I remember one vivid memory. I, I was, God, 12 or 13. Um, strictly just talking about traditional gear, long bows. Cause I stalked up on a Turkey when I was like 13. My dad, he, he'll tell anybody this day. He's like, I did not think, because we saw a turkey out in the field where, where they live. Like, hey, I'm, I think I'm going to try to stalk it because, you know, we run around the house, run around the woods and stuff. And like, okay, yeah, cool. You, you go ahead. Didn't think that I'd come back with a turkey and I stalked <laughs> up on a turkey. I was like 13. But the, this one memory where I remember sitting um, in our yard and my dad had some, my mom and dad had some like bird seed out in the yard. And I was, I was trying my hardest to kill something with my little bear bow and i just sat waiting and i remember this dove um was probably i mean i was sitting on the ground behind a little trailer that was uh that he had parked in the in the yard and i had a i had a, a wooden arrow with no tip on it it was just <laughs> basically bear shaft and i shot at this dove and hit this dove and killed the dove <laughs> and that was like one of my first kills with something that was with like traditional gear. I remember shooting a rabbit for the first time ever and it just like bounced, <laughs> bounced off of it because I yeah. wasn't even pulling enough. But yeah, I switched to compound probably 
well, I say switched, switched back and forth. And I'll still do it now. It's like I'll, I'll last year um, I was shooting stuff with or tried to shoot a deer with a compound with no sights. I'm always just up for a challenge and, and whatnot. And when I was 13 or 14, I ended up shooting my first deer with a compound and um, ended up shooting my first deer with a recurve when I was 17, I believe. And so, yeah, it, it started at an early age for me. And, you know, ever since I've just, I've been hooked. And, and, and is it like a, a public private for you guys or what, like where, where are you probably hunting? So I grew up hunting private, um, on the channel. It's, um, a lot of what I'm hunting is, is family land and, um, just properties that I have permission on. And, uh, as I am, as I'm getting older, which I'm not that old, I, I'm really trying to get into public land. I've, I've hunted public land for about four years now, but really started getting into public land, uh, last year. And then this year, um, and got some cool stuff coming up with the channel, kind of teaming up with a guy that is just a public land guru on bringing him on the channel as well. And I'm just kind of, I tell him, I'm like, dude, I'm a sponge. I'm soaking up as much as I can learning all, all things public land this year too. So I feel like this year is going to be a good split of both. That's, uh, that, that's going to be cool. I look forward to watching that. So, um, I want to, I want to veer away uh, a little bit from the deer stuff. Cause I want to come back to the deer stuff. Cause like for, for sure, some man. reason, like, um, Alabama deer, like I've never been, I've driven through Alabama, but I've never like, like hunted in Alabama or anything like that. I've spent a lot of time there. Yeah. And for some, some reason it just like, there, there's just appeal to me down there that it just, um, I, I don't know what it is. I want to go hunting in Alabama because you guys have like, like late seasons. You've got, you got lots of deer, they're skittish deer. And I want to talk about all like stuff that's like specific to like Alabama deer. Right. But I yep. want to get into this Turkey first, right. We can, we can jump forward. Uh, it's almost like, like get into the end of the movie. Right. I mean, um, yeah. but, uh, I want to know about this, this, this Turkey, uh, I don't want to call it a journey, right? Because oh, you said you, you tried a few times and yet you missed and this and that. And then yeah. this one, I, so like walk us through like this, this hunt and how it culminated. Okay. The, I'll go ahead and start with this. This, I mean, I'm, I'm grinning ear to ear. This hunt <laughs> just pumps me up because it was, and I, I when I posted it, I, I mentioned this and, and the post is like, this was one of the most challenging, rewarding hunts that I've ever done in my life. And so about three years ago, uh, I decided, hey, I'm going to shoot a turkey with my recurve. And I did not realize how hard and how, how long it would take me to do that. Um, so I, this this specific bird was on, on private. It's on... Uh, family land and year one i i really i really didn't know how the setup was going to be to be honest with you i i knew where birds were and i i knew kind of uh i had an idea of how i wanted to hunt them 
And that route was just going to be, okay, I've got to be in a blind of some sort. If not, then it's going to be really, really hard. I've seen people do it. You can do it. Gilly suit up. I keep, I tell people cover, cover, cover these turkeys. I mean, it's unreal how fast they'll pin you. I mean, you may think you may be a freaking tree and they're going to, they're going to pin you. It's like, (laughs) it's the craziest thing. So I missed year one. I missed um, a Jake and had a few different opportunities. Um, I missed year two. I missed, uh, actually, God, I think, no, this would be year three. So two years in a row, I just couldn't make it happen. This year, I, 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 in, in the video that, uh, that I edited that's up on the channel, is like, I, I said, I'm, gonna be doing this i know it's gonna be hard but i had it in my mind that i was gonna make this happen i told my wife i was like she you know once hunting season's over they're like praise god you're home and then (laughs) turkey season hits and you're like dear lord how long is this gonna last again so i'm I'm gone again (laughs) yeah i told her look you you have to bear with me I'm going to kill a turkey with my recurve i don't care how long it takes so this year rolled around and the first time that uh, that I that I sat on it was um, the way the turkeys were moving around. I didn't call. There was a guy that came and hunted like the week before. We didn't call anything because birds were just tight lipped, and so basically we were deer hunting for turkeys. So we were just I knew where the turkeys were. I knew how they were moving. It was just a matter of time. And so I had a blind set up shooting a RK1 uh, recurve right now, uh, kind of switch back and forth from just different ones that we've got. But um, arrow set up and whatnot, I'm shooting shooting a Easton arrow. And I, I was trying the three-blade Montex, which I was actually really surprised with because I was kind of hesitant because I'm always a fan of just the two-blade fixed broadheads. But I thought these these look okay, so I stuck with that and I blacked the arrows out. I was thinking I'm gonna I'm not gonna have any color in here except for black or something of a darker color. And so how, how do they how do they respond to um, what do they think of blinds down there? Okay, blinds? so yeah, yeah. So in, in videos and stuff, you'll see where people just plop a blind right in the middle of the field with decoys, yeah. and it seems like the turkeys don't care. I, this basically was just a big chunk of grass because <laughs> it was blinded in so well. Um, and that's, and that's the thing is like hunting turkeys down here and, and really wherever you're from, you get used, if you hunt long enough and you're out there long enough and you sit long enough, you're going to get used to what the turkeys are afraid of or what the animals are afraid of, what they're skittish about. And these turkeys, I'm serious. Like I'm, I'm dead serious. It was, it was mind blowing how quick they were um, just able to see what what I was or what I was doing, if it's something they didn't like. And so I set this blind up, and I, I just brushed this in. I just tucked grass all in between the stuff on the outside of the blind. And Did they the, care about the blind at all, though, the blind itself, or just movement in the blind? No. You know what I mean? So that, the cool thing about it is um, – the first day that I had the blind, because I moved the blind, it was set up in a different spot, and I moved the blind and brushed it in. 
uh, well, I say brushed it in. It was kind of uh, beside some taller grass, and I, I just blended it in with the surrounding habitat the best I could. They didn't care about the blind. But the thing is, uh, having the windows up or as many windows closed as you can to black out the inside of the blind it's really yeah. hard for things outside of the blind to see in because it's just black, basically, unless the sun is shining in on the blind. And so I had a black shirt on. Um, I had a, like a camo mask on. So basically, they're, they're only able to see anyway from about chest up. And so movement stuff, obviously, is going to be minimal for from chest up anyway. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that, that worked out. If you're moving around, though, I mean, just like with anything, they're, I'm, I'm a firm believer. I don't care how blacked out it is in the blind. They've got binocular eyeballs, so they're going to be able to see you breathing almost. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but the first day that I, that I had everything set up, I had um, Jake's come in, and I'd, I knew there were Jake's. I knew there was one other Tom just kind of in that area. I had a bunch of hens and stuff. And first Jake that I shot at was at like 20 yards. They came in and it was three Jakes, three hens. And I knew I'm, I'm shooting, I'm comfy 20 and under. I'm shooting 35 pounds. So I, I wanted them as close to, uh, as the blind or as close to me as they could be. And 20 and under was what I was comfy with. One of the Jakes came in at 20 and everything felt, I mean, everything felt great. It's weird. The, the way I shoot that bow, the way I shoot tournament bows is different. Um, I'm specifically face walking just a little bit though, because there's not much of a, of a gap you're having to do or fill in for from, you know, zero to 20. So right. Yeah. I shot, I shot at 20 and shot right under it. I was like, what the heck? Everything felt fantastic. So shot again, <laughs> missed. And the next day, you know, I'm I'm freaking singing the blues. It's like, want to throw the bow out of the blind, and I'm I'm just thinking, I just ruined my chances of killing a turkey with a recurve now, for this year. Had had you shot prior to this? Had you shot with a compound? Had you turkeys with a compound, or just like with shotgun and it went went right to recurve for for yeah, this, yeah I for shot turkeys. I've shot one turkey with a compound on the ground okay. with no blind, which is which was crazy because. That's a different story, but it's like it was weird how it all happened. But this was the first turkey that I've shot with uh, a recurve. But I, I've shot others with you know shotgun and stuff. So okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, so you miss low. Yeah, I, I missed low, and then they kind of spooked, and then I shot again, and the bird before my arrow even got there just flew up because it heard it heard <laughs> my bow in the blind. And the thing is, like, yeah, they're, they're quick people. People will say, oh, God, I'm not even going to get into this and we don't have to get into this Turkey forums on Facebook. They're worse than women. And it's unreal. <laughs> like people all the time are like, man, people give turkeys too much credit and they're not as smart as what you think they are. And then it's like, yeah, you, you go try to kill one with, with a bow, you know, it, killing one with a gun is is saying something. I, I'm a firm believer of that. But yeah, yeah this, this bird heard my arrow before it even got, heard my bow before the arrow even got there. And so 
they kind of just moved off. Next day rolled around. Um, the same thing happened. Except for this time, uh, the my bow hit the top of the blind before I shot. And it kind of tweaked the way that I shot. So that's that's two days in a row that I've missed. And so, and and the thing is, I'm 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 an open book. I don't care to I don't care to explain my misses because that's just a part of hunting. Yeah. I can shoot and this is not me bragging. I can shoot as good of just about anybody that I know here in Alabama when it when I'm practicing. When it comes to the real flipping thing, it's like everything you just fall apart almost. And I was trying to just calm down because I was like, what, what are you doing? You've got to focus on what's going on. And that, that next day it was like day three, I'm sitting in the blind and, uh, and I see this Tom. Are these the it's same like, birds as, as as same blind, same spot, right? Same birds probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same. Yeah. yeah. Cause I knew where these birds were roosting. And so it was the same, same birds, but here's the cool thing on that third day is this Tom that, that I shot, it would make just a weekly appearance just ever so often because I knew it was on the neighbor's property. I'd seen it around and it was just, uh, it was just luck that this guy showed up when he did. I was just there at the right place, at the right time. And so I see this Tom to my right about 150 yards and I'm thinking, holy crap, I, there's a Tom in the field. I've got two hens in front of me. One of the hens worked to the right towards the Tom. And I'm thinking, this is because it was kind of later evening. This is a good setup for this Tom to work over here if he can see this other hen. And if that hen grabs him and works away back to this other hen, because I'm those hens, they they were out together first, and they one of them just happened to work its way over to the tom. And so I, I just played a patient, 45 minutes rolls by. I see that hen working back towards me, and I'm thinking, he is 100% going to be following this hen. But as she come in, he was nowhere to be found. And I'm sitting there watching these two hens working in front of me, and I'm like, where the heck did he go? I looked to my right because I caught movement out of the right side of the blind or right window of the blind. And it's him at 15 yards just working in towards the hens. And I was just, I was so in shock that he, because he had worked, because um, it was the, the front three windows of the blind. So he had worked to about my like really hard three, four o'clock and was kind of coming around the backside of the blind to where I couldn't see him coming in. And yeah, see, that's the bad thing about blinds. They're great, but, like, you you miss, like, so much, like, in your periphery, right, of, of like, sure. little movement and stuff like that, and all of a sudden, bam, they're there. For sure. And now they make, they make blinds. I was looking at these. They make blinds. I don't know if you've seen them where they can't – there's no way that – anything can see in it but you can see out of the whole entire blind have you seen those i have and they seem like they're out of my price range <laughs> yeah and I, and everything everything nowadays just like super expensive it's it's really no different like price wise they're really no different than just a typical 
it's just a normal size ground blind, but it's like a mesh all the way around. But anyway, yeah, he worked in and I cut my main camera on and it was zoomed in like super far because it went to sleep and I just got ready and I was just thinking, pick a spot, pick a spot, pick a spot. And I draw back or drew back and I, I shoot and the thing took off flying and I knew that that shot was just beautiful because right before I let go, I was just thinking, keep a steady bow hand, let it just roll off. I kind of watched in the video, I kind of plucked it just a little bit, the release, but wasn't too bad. It flew off and I see that arrow sticking out exactly where I had picked that spot. And I was like, I was freaking out. I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is what I say on camera. Oh my gosh, I just mm-hmm. shot a long beard. Oh my gosh. And he flew off and then I heard him crash. And there's a moment where I'm thinking, what what did I just do? I got to go find him. Rip the blind open, haul tail all the way across to where he had flew um, in, into the woods, worked around kind of where the, the pasture comes out. And uh, I was thinking, okay, he, he flew down into this ridge kind of off the top where I was sitting. But I don't think he died where I heard him crash. He probably just crashed because he didn't want to fly anymore and maybe ran some and so up and over the hill i went and i found him flopping it like 150 yards i mean it was and i was you know holy crap this is crazy this is crazy so i just shot a long beard i just shot a long beard and what do you say i well, you apologize for calling it a long beard because you're like i don't know what to say <laughs> oh no I, I kept calling it i edited it out i kept calling it a long bird long bird long bird yeah <laughs> i was so pumped i was like i shot a long bird i shot a long bird yeah. and then i was like what am i saying so, i tell yeah, you was... what that reaction um do you do you do you watch any of chris spikes stuff who is um that? chris spikes he's in God, I'm gonna screw it up. It's, it's 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 one of those southern states by you. It's it's uh God, it's not out. It might it might be no, not Louisiana. Might be might be Georgia. Might be Alabama. I don't know. What so, somewhere down south, right? Yeah. Um, and he's uh like you got to go check him out. Go check out his YouTube. Like this past okay. year, he shot this like this giant like I I don't even know. I don't even know what size like whitetail. And it's one that he's you know when kind of it's one of those things that it kind of made it like a personal like passion to to hunt oh, like nice. all season. And he missed him once or he hit him once and he got away. And anyway, um, people listening might know what I'm talking about, right? If you ever if you've ever seen it or listened to to Chris on another podcast, um go check that out anyway his reaction is like and it's just this past season i think is just freaking legendary right i mean he absolutely awesome. loses his ever-loving mind and yours wasn't quite close but yours like number yours is like number two with like the uh <laughs> you yeah, know I grew I mean, up. it was a distant two because you got to see his but i mean yeah, yeah it was it was it was pretty exciting like, like listening to you so thank you very much yeah and that reminds yeah. me i grew up watching fred eichler and I don't know if you've seen his reactions. Oh, stuff yeah. Like that, but yeah, yeah. That's me, man. I, I'm telling you what, I, I, so much to where I'm afraid something's going to see me. I shake so bad. Like my adrenaline with just about anything is yeah. just uncontrollable. <laughs> so, yeah, any, anytime I'm, uh, I've, I've got some success, I am, I'm jacked up. Yeah. And so what, what did you end up shooting this with? You said, um, it was it the Montex still? Was it Montex? That yeah. What you said? yeah. Yeah. It was the Montex. I shot that one with, uh, with the RK one recurve. 
shooting the 35 pound limbs and um and the eastern arrows but yeah i shot that with the it was a three blade the fixed three blade montex and it did it performed really well had, had you shot those before on anything else or no no not not on an animal um i'd practiced with them before they flew really well and that was the that was the which I'd watched YouTube videos and stuff of how they held up and just reviews yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, that I was mean, they're the first a great thing. broadhead from, you know, from, from guys shooting, but it's always out of compounds. Right. But they're, I mean, it's a cut on contact three blade. It's a pretty aggressive, like, like angle on them, I guess. Right. But, um, I, I was just curious out of the 35 pound bow and I'm guessing you wanted a big, big hole, big, bl you know, blood trail, that kind of thing, because you know, turkeys don't bleed. Um, what, Oh no, you may no this one. We may be thinking about different ones. No, this one is just like a little over an inch in cutting diameter. It's it's a smaller little broadhead. No, no, but I mean it's it's a three blade, right? It's a three blade. Um, it's a mm. it's a triangular looking one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, it's 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 typically thought of, I guess, as like a compound head kind of thing. So um, when you got when you got the energy behind it, I guess from a compound. I mean, people rave about them, right? Uh, yeah, I was just, yeah. I was just curious how, how it did out of, out of your, out of your bow. Yeah. It, it surprised me. Um, when I got up to, when I got up to the Turkey and I was looking at the shot and, um, and the Turkey, I mean, it had, I didn't notice at first cause I ran down to where, where I saw him. It left the blood trail from where he, where he kind of flew down and crashed down to where he had ran and, and died. So it did. I mean, no it did great. Yeah. The, the thing is, I'm always a fan of of the fixed. I'm I I told myself I will never shoot, which they're hard to come by. But bear broadheads, the original bear, the two blade. I mean, out of a razor, just That's just they're slamming it. They're they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it so it it did the job. Short. I mean, relatively short recovery. Yeah. Um, you know, cause you pretty much, like you said, you pretty much saw where a crash went down and all that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> your reaction priceless, you know, and that was only what, I mean, that was, that's recent, right? I mean, that was a few weeks ago, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> um, so then do you have plans to, uh, I mean, you just keep trying to make like stuff harder on yourself, right? So do you, do you have plans to like next time do the, the ghillie on the ground or whatever, or, yeah. Um, so my, it was actually Parker that challenged me to do it and I want to do it. I was actually looking at stuff from three rivers. Archery is the, the suits and stuff. Parker challenged me to do it on the ground with no blind. I would really like to, but I'm kind of hesitant just simply because, which I don't know. I've not, I've not shot him enough to know if you don't hit him in the head, if it's going to injure the bird too bad, but just being able to shoot one of the big condor, looking things um to just oh the uh the big head like the head lopper kind of uh, yes. head or whatever yes that that yeah be... so i hear um i hear good i hear i hear a lot of horror stories with that where they just like the bull heads or whatever yeah um like this with this uh what is it uh magnus sells one a couple of the yeah. sell one yeah where they're bouncing off. They're not doing the job. Um, you know, and, and this is in the head, you know, not, that's not, especially in the body, like they, you know, they, they bounce up. I have zero experience with it. So, um, you know, I'm like, Oh, for, Oh, for three on actual shots on turkeys. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I have, I've never hunted 
started them with shotgun because when I got into it like serious, um, I'm in Minnesota, right? So we have a six week archery season for them. If you do shotgun, you get to pick one week. So I'm like, well, hey, I'm going out there with a bow and arrow. So I missed one with a compound. I missed two, no, three. Uh, so I'm over three. Sorry. One with the compound, I missed two more with uh, my recurves, right? Uh, one with and eh, one recurve, yeah. And, and so, I mean, one was out of a blind, right? Yeah. Which uh, stupid me, I was trying to aim for the base of the neck um, with the compound, and it was it was like eleven yards, no, nine yards, no, eleven yards. And one I missed at twenty yards, which I thought went like that was like day scouting. You know, I was I was uh, I was at a, I was at a job where I could I was working literally like five minutes away from a WMA, and I would actually go scout at lunch, right, and take my bow with me. <laughs> That's the setup. And I, yeah, it's great. <laughs> so I called one in, and uh, you know, this thing started coming in. I was hiding behind some bushes. I jumped out. It turned around, fanned out, tried to do the Texas hard shot, and the arrow looked like I mean, it went straight through the ball of feather. I mean, like dead nut straight. Yeah. And this thing. It, di- it didn't even shave a feather, and it kind of looked around and kind of walked off into some high marsh grass, and I couldn't, couldn't get another shot on it. I couldn't believe that this arrow, I mean, not even <laughs> a feather, but it went right through. And then um, last year, year before, um, so I decided so I, my quote-unquote run-and-gun, like I don't want to be carrying around a, a blind, right, because yeah, it's sure. public, and I'm walking for miles, I mean, literally miles. I mean, easy walking, right? So a lot of these are like walking paths, but... Um, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. So I got it. I got like a cheap ghillie suit, right. From, from Amazon. And I managed to call one in like on the ground behind some brush, um, sitting there hunkered down with this, the, the funky, the funky chicken decoy. You know, I don't even have like a nice decoy spread because I don't want to carry it. Right. I mean, I know I'm really handicapped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like really handicapping myself. Right. So this thing was coming in, same deal kind of went around. I jumped out, stood up, you know, um, looking all like like ninja badass you know and took a shot and i, I was trying to thread the needle uh and uh, the back of my arrow whacked my decoy on the way but i mean so so it's it's doable is my point it do it's doable because as far as i'm concerned without i mean i didn't take the turkey home with me but i mean i feel like i felt like i won that day Absolutely, i was sitting there dude. you know like nine yards the thing came into when i took that shot oh, and yeah. um nothing but some dead deadfall behind me so um it, it, my aim was better, you know, it's, I, I think if I, if I had a shotgun, it would be straight up murder. And here I was asking about the blinds, like blinds are straight up murder. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't care about blinds. You can, you can go walk out there, scare them, put up a blind, come back the next day. And then they'll, they'll just, they'll be all over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So. That's cool. And that's encouraging to me too, is because I'm always learning. I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm just a guy who, who loves hunting and, and loves a, a challenge when it comes to stuff like that. So with you telling me that, that, that definitely pumps me up to try to do something like that. Watch, uh, watch, I mean, don't watch me cause I'm unsuccessful, but watch a successful guy like Kirk, <laughs> Kirk Cabrera. Have you, have you watched any Kirk Cabrera stuff? No, no. Check him out too. Uh, I think last year, was it last year or year before he, he has a, um, he's got one where he's just kind of sitting there by some, uh, was it like a, kind of like a, like a rock wall. I can't, I can't remember whatever, but he's in a ghillie suit, you know, same deal. A turkey comes just, you know, plain, uh, hiding in plain sight basically. And I mean, that it's just super awesome. cool. It's just such a cool way to do it. And I'm, I'm so glad <laughs> I, I, I ditched the blind, not because I have anything against like, you know, cause, cause even with, obviously I couldn't get one down, but I just didn't want to carry it around. You know what I mean? I just wanted to be yeah, mobile with absolutely. my backpack and a ghillie and 
you know, and, and one little decoy shoved in there and then just go. And then when I get close, cause you get hot in those things, you know, I take it out, put it on. Um, and then I kind of set up when I get close and call and hopefully something happens, you know, so. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super fun you know, talking about running guns. So, yeah. So, um, okay. So super cool Turkey story, but I want to, I want to kind of pivot back towards, uh, towards deer, right? Some Alabama deer. Now I hear, I hear some pretty like, not, I won't say horror stories, but like so frustrating stories about Alabama deer, about how twitchy they are, how skittish they are. Um, tell me, tell me your experiences with, with hunting deer down there. How do they, how do they react? How do you set up on them? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's funny because below the black belt, um, here in Alabama, which really, I don't know exactly where that line is, but the further South you go down, people here in Alabama are, will 100% all agree if they're hunters, there's just more deer down South up here, kind of Northern Alabama. Um, it's, it's funny because people will see stuff out of state or aren't familiar with, you know, Alabama, Alabama hunting. And, you know, somebody will kill a giant on public land or something like that. And it just pumps everybody up. And then they, are like, man, we got to go to Alabama or we got to go to this management area or this, you know, public land spot. And then they get there and it's just super, super disheartening and super discouraging. Are you, are you just telling this? Cause you don't want Yankees coming down there? No, you can't. <laughs> hey, come on. And I'll, I'll do my best. We'll, we'll figure something out. But the, the thing is, it's like, and I'm, I'm not um, hunted up North uh, at all. And, the thing is, I feel like it's just kind of, uh, and, and both kind of vice versa of you coming down here is going to be completely different than if I were to come up there to yeah. where you're at in Minnesota. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's it, it, down here. It's just, it's hard hunting and people don't know that because they see the highlights, which is people working their butt off and then have a moment of success. That's just a fraction of a moment of success and think I can come here down here and do it in a day or a week. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but the people that are successful here, um, in Alabama, which private and public, it's different because you'll have like on me specifically, it's easier for me to hunt private simply because I don't have to deal with anybody else on it. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. the, the difference between the two. Um, but having the scouting tactics and uh, I guess the general knowledge of how to set up on a deer when it comes to specifically setting up um, on a deer with archery equipment or just success in general. To me, um, a lot of factors are going to be the same just about anywhere that you're going. You want to you want to find different travel corridors, edges if you can. Uh, down here specifically, you know, I'm 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 scouting for just random things that uh, it may be different terrain up north, but them being skittish and whatnot. Shoot, I don't know. To me, that that <clears throat> seems like a whitetail. It may be harder. Just in general. Yeah, it may be harder down here. Because up north, I know that the tags and stuff are different, so they're 
are they as pressured? I, I don't I don't know how that works up north. Are are they as pressured up north? Now is um is Alabama the one where uh their white tail white tail population is comprised of like like different like they were they were introduced from different areas like some were from yeah. like I thought from Minnesota I thought or and some were from yeah, Virginia yeah. or whatever and 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 they've got different ruts and different kind of um you know uh, genetics and stuff is that true yes yeah, so way back when I don't I don't really know the date um they did they did bring some northern deer down and that's why people they'll tell you you can hunt as soon as season opens up, you can hunt a rut somewhere in Alabama through the end of season. It's the craziest thing. It's like as soon as bow season opens up in October, October first, you'll be you'll be out in some places and you'll see rubs and scrapes and deer trying to find does everywhere. Yeah, it, it's crazy from from beginning to end. You can find a place to do that, but yeah, it's. Wow. It's crazy. Where I'm at specifically, though, um, rut kicks off for me, um, which driving distance, I can really hunt rut or a rut within 45 minutes of me from October 31st, being in the woods October 31st through January 1st. <laughs> It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> so, so is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, because does that does that bring like more people out because they're like, oh yeah, they're breeding, you know, it's it's the rut, they're crazy. Uh, I mean, does it bring does it more bring more people out or uh, more competition? I mean, how, how's that look? How's that how's that looking? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really know to be honest with you. It's it's. I'm always always lean on the side of even if you hear somebody killing a deer, see somebody killing a buck, just because you see that doesn't mean you're going to be able to mimic that. And so people get excited of, you know, even even people here, I'm I'm at fault at this too. Hey, ruts going on over in this area, I'm going to be over there. Well, just because I'm I'm over there doesn't mean I'm going to have success like somebody else is, but yeah. I don't think so. I, I could be wrong. I would say the biggest pressure that we're having here in Alabama are going to be is going to be the um, success on the on the public land side of things because this past year, man, we had some giants killed on public land, which I'll actually be posting um, or uploading one of those videos here here soon of the guy that. And bringing on the channel, us kind of tag team in the channel. He killed an absolute stud of a deer. I scored almost 200 inches on on public land. So I think people just get excited about that, and then and then you'll see kind of see the people start fluctuating in from different states and whatnot. But as they get down here and see, man, this is way harder than than I thought it would be. It kind of starts to da- die down as season goes on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so what's your best tactic? I mean, even on private, right? I mean, are, are you, do you have, um, uh, like pre-hung stuff? Uh, I know you said you're, you're, you're starting to do more public, which usually means you're starting to do more mobile, but it, it, I may be, I may be stretching there, but how, how are you, how are you coming about it? Um, in, in 
And what specifically, uh, like scouting or just my setup in general? Uh, your setup in general. Um, so if we're, if we're specifically talking about, let's just talk about trad gear specifically, because there's, there's really not that big of a difference other than just yardage, because with archery gear, you've got to be, you've got to be where the deer are going to be kind of in their core area. Or like I was saying earlier, just, just with private, let's, let's go with private. You're still going to have the travel corridors where, where they're moving through. You're still, you're still trying to locate bedding where food sources are on my property, off of my property, um, where, and I, I leave, I leave cameras up year round. I just, um, and I let's see, I'll check them two or three times a year, and try to mimic, you know that the that each year it, that that way, I'm not messing anything up because I've got different places and and you probably do as well, where okay this is the area that I can come in and hunt during the rut. This is the area that I can come in and hunt during bow season. And so yeah. I'm I'm specifically trying to find, um, which on private's a bit easier, how they're moving back and forth from from food sources and how they're moving on and off of neighbors' property to my property. So this past year, I was really because I've got I got a 40 acre family and 40 acre parcel in one area, 20 acre parcel in other areas, and another area, and then like a uh, 60 acre parcel in another area nice. and, and a little bitty lease. Um, and I've done probably this is year five where I've really tried to manage what's going on on the property, got into the no till stuff. Cause I don't have big equipment and, and tried to figure out how to create bedding hinge cutting on the property, how to, how to figure out, you know, where the, how the deer are moving onto my property. Are they, are they staying here? Why they're staying here and, and try to locate those, those trails on and off. And this past season, especially when I read, when I checked my cameras this past season, um, I found, I found out that one of the bigger bucks that I had on camera, I just couldn't figure out where he was. What's funny is bucks will use, especially once the pressure hits, bucks will use, I'm talking about the smallest, the, the, the thing that people look over, it's like, eh, deer's not going to travel through there. Or it may be something small or like a very, very small bedding area that's just left untouched. Yeah. And sure enough, that's where, that's where I wasn't hunting this year because I'll leave stuff untouched during, during the, um, the season and during off season early season i'm trying my hardest because the pressure is not hit yet trying my hardest to to get it done early season because i know once people start hunting around and people start you know adding pressure to the deer they're gonna kind of start getting funky and then i'll kind of have to wait towards the rut which opens up gun season as well oh gotcha so um your so so your setups then right um your you said you said you do both compound and trad but it sounds like you're you're setting up like 
like trying to set up close regardless, right? I mean, is, that, is that true? Yeah. So, what, I mean, are you, do, what kind of stands do you have? I mean, do you have like kind of preset stuff? Are you like got, got yeah. any mobile gear or how are you doing it? Both. So I've got, I've got a lock on, um, that, that I'll, I'll hunt during early season. Um, but most of the time, which is actually what I'm, what I've just started doing a couple of years ago is just strictly mobile simply because I didn't want to set something up and, and not have a, and not have something that I could set up if I changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> or, right. Move 20 or, yards away or 50 yards away or yeah. Correct. Yep. So yeah. this, this past year, I just switched from a saddle. I, I had a Kestrel flex, um, let's see is arrow, arrow hunter Kestrel flex saddle and uh, the tethered mantis that I actually moved away from and just got the Lone Wolf custom custom gear, the 1.0 with the double step sticks. Okay. And that'll be my go-to setup, archery gear, uh, gun hunting, mobile setup for this whole season because I, I really okay. like it. You kind of moved away from the uh, the saddle you said then? Yeah, and I I want to do I want to do kind of just a comparison of the two in uh, you know future video because that I, I was I I feel like people were kind of in the same boat I was it's like you want to move away from the heavy stuff like the, yeah. the heavier climber or um, a better mobile setup and you know the saddle game is it's good but it just didn't work for me um, for you know just different reasons. And that's why I kind of stumbled along the the lone wolf gear and um, and ended up selling my my saddle gear because that lone wolf stuff is ex is expensive. Oh, yeah, it's 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 like yeah, it's the Gucci so, saddle, yeah, yeah or the Gucci I, I, uh, setup. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. It's like, well, um, I'm gonna have to pick because <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to do both. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. Um, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I, I kind of waffle back and forth, right? Um, I've, yeah. I've been the saddle, you know, past few years, I'm, I've never been that comfortable in the tree stand. Um, and then this past year, but, but I couldn't get all the stuff that I, you know, shots that I wanted to get into the trees that I wanted to get, um, depending on lean and stuff. Cause it, it's not, per you, you know, you've obviously figured this out. It's not perfect. Right. For so sure. no matter what they show you on, 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 on TV or the channels or whatever, you can't, you can't get in certain trees. And if you do, it's a very uncomfortable sit, unless you want to sit on the side of the tree that you don't want to be on. Yeah. So, um, so then I got this Novik Silo, right. And I like toward the end of the uh, end of last year. And, um, actually as we speak right now, I am actually putting the seat back on and I'm kind of fiddling right here. If you hear anything in the background. So, um, but it's, it's, it's kind of small, right? I mean, I kind of almost wish I'd bought the assault too, cause it's, it's a little bit wider and, you know, right. just, you, you, you learn, you learn these things, right. Um, the, you know, the cables kind of pinch your boots a little bit here, you know, and I, and, and then I realized, well, like nothing's perfect. Right. So I'm kind Absolutely. of waffling, like if I'm going to carry this and I still can't get it in the perfect tree, even with this, you know, stand and I'm more comfortable shooting out of a saddle because I'm under tension and I don't have to worry about, you know, wobbly or anything that I just yeah. go back to the saddle and, and, and do that. And so I don't know, I'm, I've, I've got both. I'm kind of, you know, holding on both and see yeah. what's going to happen this year. But so oh, here, I, um, I, I, I had a stupid question. I think, I think stupid question. I forgot to ask a little bit earlier. So, um, obviously up here, late season, 
Minnesota, there's no cover, right? It's hard to find cover in trees. Um, no matter how high you go, you have to get higher and higher or whatever. You got to find trees that have kind of like like a double trunk and kind of tuck yourself away and stuff. For sure. Does that happen down where you are? Do you lose enough leaves off the trees or do you still have enough cover? Um, or is it barren like it, it is down here like once like late November hits? Yeah, no, I'm doing the exact same things because if you're hunting from a tree, um, and I will say – uh, making it work with the equipment that you have. I'm always a fan of if you don't want to spend money on, on certain thing or uh, a certain type of product, whatever that is, you hit the nail on the head. It's like you can use whatever equipment you have. But um, was we that just, song back in the seventies? Love the one you're with or whatever, or sixties, right? <laughs> it, 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 different meaning, but you know, <laughs> yes, no, I mean, that, that's the truth. I mean, you can make it work, but yeah. the, the Legion stuff, if they're all off, I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm finding a tree that is not in the wide open, that they're not going to, you know, skyline me in or silhouette. They can't see what's going on up top as, as much um as they would if i'm just you know in plain sight so i'm always going to be in a tree which hunting pines is a bit different because you'll be able to find some find some cover year round in pines sure. but um yeah i'm i'm definitely doing the okay where can i fit up in this tree that's got limbs on it okay yeah i i guess it was just one of those things i never thought of right because i mean you know, yes, it's the yeah, south, no, but yeah, absolutely. you still lose, you still lose, um, uh, you know, foliage. But I, I was just curious how much, you know, if it's still a big problem or not. So yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, and typically, uh, I'm typically I'm 17 foot up. I mean, I'm not high at all because yeah. I like to find. Um, and there, there, I, I see both. It's like some people want to hunt higher up, and I, I'm a fan of cover. I'm a fan of of getting in a spot where where I've got the advantage and I don't really have to worry whether or not I, you know, if I breathe, which I said earlier, I feel like they're going to see me anyway, cause I'm going to be shaking mm-hmm. so bad in the tree. But. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. Fine, fine cover. And yeah, I, I don't like being that high anyway, either, either way, you know, so yeah. I'm only like, I mean, it's rare that I'm over 16 feet, you know, I'm usually yeah. like 14, 15, 16, somewhere around there, but it um, depends on the who knows, tree. maybe I need to go higher. And I'll be, I'd actually be successful. So, I mean, what do I know? <laughs> well, no, it depends on the tree. You know, people like to go higher because it, it depends on the setup. It's like people will go higher to let the wind, think the wind, you know, roll top of the deer. And, you know, people will go higher because of, um, you know, maybe they're, they're hunting next to uh, like higher ground. It just depends on the scenario. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. So your guys' season then, so how, well, is, is turkey season over for you, for you then? Do you only get one bird or how's it worked on there? No. So I, we get four birds this year. It was five. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, but the, uh, it ended May 1st for us. So here in my zone, it started April 1st. So we had a month, but yeah, I okay. shot one, I shot one, um, with my shotgun and then one with my, with my recurve. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so in the summer, do you, uh, are you, um, like bow fishing, uh, any, any yeah. other stuff or are you just, uh, doing other stuff? Yeah. Bow fishing is, um, is a big part of what I'm doing during the summer. I am prepping. I've got summer field stuff, uh, that I'm 
I'm prepping for on private land and throughout the summer, man, I'm scouting. Postseason scouting for me is is when the leaves are off to where you can see everything that that's going on and and whatnot. But yeah, I'm I'm scouting and stuff through the summer, and I'm I'm a hunter whether whatever is in season really. So dove season will come up in September, but yeah, throughout the summer, I I love bow fishing. Love bow fishing, and, huh? And yeah, bow fishing, fishing, anything that that I'm able to do outside, I'm good. Yeah, man, I love it. I love it. So, are you going to stick with the uh, with the RK one? Then is that going to be kind of your? Um, I've never shot one of those. They look pretty sweet. You know, they look pretty cool. Um, yeah, they but, are. Uh, I mean, sweet shooting little bows. I'll is that is that kind of what you're going to stick with then for the for this year? Or does that set I up? I think it's a good question. I think I would like to kill a deer with it because uh, I've gone back and forth. I've I counted the shop yesterday. Um, I think we've got like 16 different read curves. It's unreal. My dad has <laughs> so many. I'm, they're just, they're beautiful. So many old recurves that, that we don't even shoot, but um, recurves that I've shot and killed with. Um, I hunted with a browning, which I still got it. I hunted with a little browning recurve. Um, that was 36 pounds. I shot one. Uh, I've shot some deer with a little bear recurve that uh, was like 50, I think it's 52 pounds. Um, and uh, let's see. I've not shot one with a longbow yet. I want to shoot one with a longbow, but I think I may stick with a RK1 this through this deer season. But I say that, and you may see something else on, <laughs> on some of my videos. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm shooting. I will say uh, I'm shooting good with it. Or, or comfy with it right now because i'm practicing with it so well yeah I, I, exactly i mean it's it's the confidence uh confidence thing you know so i mean i i tend to you know i mean i've got a few here right and I just the other day I, I just got this this asl right from st patrick lake um, yeah i heard you talking just, about that oh man so yeah i just put up a video today actually or last night actually so nice. um it's 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 super nice i was i was really really uh pleased with it because i was really kind of worried whether i was gonna you know because i kind of committed with this thing you know it's custom and all that and i was like okay well it's either gonna work or i'm gonna you know embrace the suck if it doesn't you know because there you go yeah <laughs> i remember you saying that who yeah. let's see this the past podcast um he was talking about him shooting against Dwayne martin at asa which i did too and i was trying to remember that yeah guy. dan dan Liss, yeah dan yeah 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 which I, I sucked um but i was nowhere nowhere in the same ballpark as is Dwayne or or him but yeah, yeah, I thought that that podcast was super cool because he was talking about all that, and and I got to hear you talking about that bow, and uh, I'd wonder if you got it in or not. Uh, I I did actually, and it's uh it's it's super nice. Um, cool. Like I said, it just you know go go if you if you want if you want the full in depth or whatever. I've got like a video out there. I, I literally just posted it the other day, but I mean, um, big big fan of this of this grip. I'm holding it now. Nice. Um, you know I. Uh, yeah it's i was really worried about that because for me it's like man if it doesn't fit in my hand and it wants to like not be there you know what i mean then that just kills it for me like the confidence wise and stuff but i mean this is just like it it really kind of surprised me and and i think it's just because it has more of a flat uh instead of a knife edge into my um into my palm you know and then the rest of it is just just rocks into place and um (laughs) yeah it's uh 
it, it's I'm shooting it when I concentrate and and I don't even have like right arrows tuned for it because I need um, I need some some longer 600s or because you know the ones I have right now are like cut down a little bit yeah uh, so it's they're shooting a little bit too stiff unless I like load the front end with like a crazy amount of like 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 350 grains total up front and and I always get like weird arrow flight and like when when I try to do, do that um i get like some some weird knock high situations it just i mean it corrects but just coming off the bow it just it's like crazy high foc for me um not that i chase it or don't chase it once i get above like 275 grains total up front let's say things start to like not be so happy um so i need a more balanced arrow but even with that i mean i was (laughs) shooting really well so um so I'm, i'm i'm really you know I'm I'm re- I'm really glad I got it. So yeah, Thank it's you, it's, it's just it's just another <laughs> it it's it, it's another uh, kind of passion to you know dump more money into like oh now I need more arrows for this and you just yep. set up add, for that and add to the weapons. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, but I you know come come uh, uh, September October, I I think I'll be confident to go out go out with with any any one of these hanging on the wall over here and that's a tough choice you know i've got this this beautiful java man here that i just absolutely in love with um and then i got an older grizzly that i love just for the nostalgia and yes. <laughs> you know so it's like it's it's you know for, first world problems let's just put it that way yeah yeah you know what i mean first world that's problems, awesome that's awesome. yeah absolutely um all right man so I guess we're about an hour here. Is there any anything you wanted to touch on? Any, like we didn't we didn't cover anything you want to talk about? Maybe your channel. Is there anything you can divulge, or is it still kind of uh, you're working on stuff? No, yeah. If if you haven't checked out the channel, like you said, it's called That's Wild Hunting on YouTube. Um, it, it's fairly new, and we've got some because some cool stuff coming up with the channel. But yeah, in the description, I'll say this: it's it's just a little glimpse of who we are and what we love. Uh, uh, it's um it's stuff that we already do and it's just able to be out for people to watch so yeah if you haven't checked that out love if you guys check that out and as we grow i'm not on instagram yet with it or you know don't have the the you know page or forum on facebook or anything like that yet but it's just the videos rolling out and and uh i'm just glad people are enjoying them because I'll, I'll well, I'll tell you, don't, don't concentrate on the Facebook forum thing because I've got one for bow hunting soul and it's just you know, I, I don't think I even See, I, I, don't, I don't even post in there I don't, I don't even know why it's still up you know what I mean it's so hard to do that but everything yeah. else Instagram and YouTube was kind of where it's at and dude I actually joined TikTok the other day you know just, just to get that. more more eyeballs you know <laughs> nice how how is that going I, I literally, I think I have like three followers, three followers right now. Heck yeah. Hey, <laughs> so I, just, I, I've thought about that and I was, I literally this. did it like three or four days ago. Yeah. And the thing is, you, you know, what? it's the thing is it's sad because we have to be hesitant on, on even being on social media because of all mm-hmm. the, just the garbage. And it's like yeah, for yeah. me and, and for, um, you know, people that listen to your podcast or watching these videos or in the, hunting love hunting at all it's like that that is our getaway it's just to get away from that type of stuff but i'm hoping people enjoy it and um and uh enjoy what we got going so right now right now it's it's been fun yeah man i i'm i'm certainly looking forward to it so um all right so get on instagram definitely because i want to i want to see more more stuff and uh anybody listen go go check out uh, your channel 
your like I said, your reaction is priceless, and you got some uh, you know other cool stuff out there. And I know you're going to be adding to it, so I look, really look forward to that. So thank you very um, much. Why don't hey, you hang you. on? Yeah. Yeah. Thank no, you. No, no, that's fine. Uh, Absolutely. Fight me, man. Yeah, I'm glad we could do this, and uh, you know it, the time worked out too. So why don't you hang? hang out with me here while I, while I wrap up. So everybody, thanks for listening. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, go, go check out, um, you know, both, both of these channels, your channel, my channel, um, you know, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, please share the podcast and leave a rating. Ratings are huge. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Cause I just literally just posted the, the, uh, the, actually by the time this comes out, it, it will have been out for like two or three weeks, but, um, I just today I posted or last night I posted this, this new bow review. So who knows by, by, by the time that comes out, I might have a whole different setup for it and the arrows and everything, but, um, yeah, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks.